Welcome to Enrich Relationships, a podcast designed to help leaders improve their personal and professional relationships from a father and son team. We each bring executive corporate experience in both public and private companies, as well as personal experience as brothers, fathers, and sons. I'm Dax Rich. And I'm Larry Rich. And together we discuss different leadership skills and concepts that will help you at work and at home. Once you've established that home court advantage and you've created a safe environment to begin that conversation, the next step is thinking about where do you want that conversation to go, as well as how do you want that conversation to start? Perhaps an example would be think of if you had a board, and let's suppose that you had two nails and a string, and let's suppose that you tap in that first nail, let's say that's where we're going to start the conversation. And then you tap in that second nail wherever you want it to be on the board. And you, have, you tie the string to both of those as the beginning and the end. But don't tie it tight. Keep it loose, but still have it tied. Now suppose you take your finger and you push that string down a little bit or you push it up a little bit. You still have a beginning point and you still have an end point And you have a string that connects the two. But the path that that conversation goes may depend on what happens between you and the person you're having the conversation with. It's ideal if we could tie that string tight and it's a straight line that goes from the beginning to the end and it goes right where we want it to go. But the reality of most hard or difficult conversations is that string's probably going to go off a little bit. And it may go back and forth rather than just to one side. But either way, if we can keep in mind where that goal is, where we want to go, and we also have an idea of where we want to start. That starting point is critical because it can start with the relationship, and that's going to be really important so that we're even on the board, (laughs) and we want to make sure that first nail is on the board and that that second one is also on the board so that we are, are clear about where we're going, but we're also with that person as we have that communication. As my father shared, if we've got that North Star, that vision in our mind of where the conversation needs to end, it will naturally work, that it will get to the right place in terms of where that conversation goes. Now that does require that we're keeping our mind sharply focused on the goal. It's easy to be sidetracked by emotions. It's easy to be sidetracked by new information. But saying, when I start this conversation, we need to make sure that by the end we're at such and such a a goal or such and such a destination, will ensure that that conversation goes the right way and that you can action it moving forward think it's really important that we consider what types of goals should we be setting when we're talking about the end of the conversation. And that's where I like to be a little more tactical or a little more specific. One thing I always share when we're talking about the end of the conversation is we don't want to have it drawn out perfectly. It doesn't need to be some sort of beautiful painting in terms of what that end goal looks like. Rather, a rough sketch or a rough vision. For example, If I'm going to have a hard conversation with a direct report of mine at work, maybe they're coming in late on a consistent basis. At the end of the conversation, I want them to understand that we need them to be here on time to help our customers. Notice I'm not being very specific about how we're going to get there or what they're going to change to get there. That's going to happen from the conversation. But the goal is going to be very clear and it's going to be our North Star, and that's that there's something that changes so that they can be here on time to service the needs of our customers. 
And having that starting point in the conversation will really depend on our relationship with that person. If we start out just by telling, odds are the person is going to feel like there is no relationship, that it's just something that could have either been sent by an email or a letter and just a directive. But if it's something that we feel like we're trying to change a behavior, we're trying to change a paradigm, we're trying to move a person to a different level, then that starts with our relationship with them. And as Dax talked about, helping them understand, you know, it's important to be on time because this benefits our customers, takes them along the path of where we're trying to help them to, to get to. In work, that may be a little easier than it is in our family. But at the same time, it's just as important in our family. Having that relationship based on where our children are at. Again, if they're younger or it may be they're less experienced, it may be that they're not able to understand what we're talking about. And so it's important that we understand where they're at. And then as adults, how can we help them to get to the next step? It may be, again, they're not clear. They're not clear on what our expectation is. They're not clear on how to meet our expectation. Uh, they're not clear on how we're going to evaluate if they've met that expectation. So helping teach and build that relationship can be very important. The other thing is, is they may not be capable, depending on their age or their development. It could be that we're thinking of one of our other children and, and asking them to do something that another child could do at their age currently, but not when they were the age of the child we're speaking to. So all those kind of things center around understanding who we're talking to and being able to give them clear information, but also understanding where they're at. And that's why I like that phrase, clear is kind. That phrase applies in everything that we do when we're having a hard conversation. The more clear we can be, the more kind we are, even if it might feel a little grating or it might feel a little intense to be so clear about our expectations and clear about our feelings. This helps the other person understand where we're coming from. And then vice versa, we can understand where they're coming from by asking them to be clear. As my father pointed out, the relationship is what really guides the conversation. Establishing that strong relationship at the beginning is what allows us to start the conversation the right way, but then focusing on maintaining the relationship will guide that discussion as well to get to that desired goal. When I say that, I don't mean that we let the other person's emotions or perhaps excuses in some cases change that goal or change the trajectory. But we care enough about them and we care enough about their situation to listen and to be empathetic and to give them the benefit of the doubt. If we walk into that conversation assuming negative intent or assuming that the other person won't understand us, what a great way to end the conversation on a bad note or what a great way to fail that conversation. Truly, we fail when we stop listening. When we're going to go into any conversation and we're looking from the beginning to the end, we're looking at that string and we're saying, how do I get from one end of the string to the other? We focus on the relationship. We focus on listening. We focus on understanding the other person so that together we can get to that desired goal. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. And be sure to check out our other episodes where we explore additional ways to enrich your relationships at work and with your family. Before you take off, we invite you to subscribe and share what you liked from this episode with friends, colleagues, and family. Take a moment and share feedback and suggestions with us directly at Enrich Relationships Podcast at gmail.com. Lasting change comes from enriching your relationships both at work and at home.